The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network, and you're in for a treat today. We have a special edition of the Boston Podcast. When we launched the Boston Podcast Network last year, I had the pleasure of meeting WAAF radio team Maddie Blake and Nick Stevens. In addition to continuing their work with WAAF, they also collaborated with us on two podcasts, Shawshanked and Monsterland, both excellent podcasts that continue to run on pod617.com. In January, WAAF made the decision to move on from Maddie and Nick. Since their last show in January, Maddie and Nick had not gotten behind a microphone together until now. Over the weekend, we were delighted to produce a reunion show featuring Maddie and Nick, recorded live at Sanctuary Medicinals in Gardner, Mass., thanks to our friend Ronnie LeBlanc. Here, presented in two parts, please enjoy the reunion show of Maddie and Nick. Live from Sanctuary Medicinal on Holy Saturday, a.k.a. Passover, a.k.a. Atheist Who Gives a Shit, it's Saturday. It's the Not Maddie and Nick Show and Easter Eve Extravaganza! Crucified by the P1s of a legacy rock station, put in a tomb by intercom execs, sacrificial lambs brought to slaughter, but weep not for them, weed for them, for thanks to the miracle of Sanctuary Medicinal and you kids on the pot, today they have risen! With special guest, Stiz Grimy and the Little Stiz Dancers, Ronnie LeBlanc, Ozzy Paul, plus J.P. Morgan, Tony Orlando and Don, the unknown comic, Charo, Gopher from the Love Boat, and more. Now, hold on to your Easter bonnets. Shit's about to get real. Here they aren't. It's not Maddie and Nick. Sounds good now. I was just gonna say, I haven't heard this song in three fucking months. Afternoon, everybody! Thank you all for coming out on a soggy, wet dream. What? At Sanctuary Medicinal! We are actually the soggy bottom boys today. We are! Oddly enough, we've been living a life of constant sorrow. Oh, brother, where are they? We're here at Sanctuary Medicinals. Yes. In the home of American Furniture, fucking Cotton of Massachusetts. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. Maddie, believe it or not, yeah, on, on my drive up here. Oh, and by the way. Oh, I've never heard the lyrics because we're too busy. That's right. Because we're too busy actually uh, getting into you talking about golf, Max, and your wife by now. So I've been chambering four months of that talk. How are they, by the way? Who cares? No one cares. Really? Uh, on the drive up here, and by the way, I understand everybody who's from Fitchburg, Lemonster, Leicester, Lancaster, and every other, you know, Riyadh, Saudi shithole that comes up this way. God bless everyone up this way. I understand everything so much more. I drove by Wachusett State on the way here, pre-approved. No kidding. I just drove by wow. and they're like, welcome in. You That's can be amazing. a freshman here this fall. That's amazing. Makes complete Usually sense. you'd think the bar would be a little higher than just driving by. Also, uh, I drove by Groton. Still a shithole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we tried to get you in the celebrity route where you just go around Route 2, right. around through Monster. I know. I drove, much like you at Salem State, I drove by Fitchburg State. They handed me a cap and gown. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like to thank uh, Sanctuary Medicinals and give yourselves a round of applause for coming out on this uh, wet yeah. day. Thank you so much. 
means a lot to us. And Maddie, look at all the celebrities that have showed up from the show. We've I got, know. We've got listener Brian. Brian with the Metallica tattoo. JD3 is in the JD3 house. JD3 and his lovely wife, his bride. Right. Plus, look at these guys from the cast of Deadliest Catch. Right. Yes. Uh, sir, you might not want to wear Tevas on the ship. It's going to be really slippery. That's, that's how accidents happen. Wait a second. What was, what was that show on Discovery Channel? Oh, uh... uh is he from Socks? Saw Duck Boat Dynasty's here, everybody. Uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, this thank has you. been not Maddie and Nick. Good night, everybody. Yeah, Take you. it easy. Uh, also, give, give, a, give a shout out to Pod Six One Seven, David Yaz, producer yeah. extraordinaire, the Boston Podcast Network, the finest podcast network. Yes, we'll be giving you away T-shirts. You get a thank you to Pod Six One Seven. And uh, let's hear it for, he doesn't know this yet, but he's not getting paid, uh, Stiz Grimey, our former producer. That's right. Can we, can, we, can we just get straight into the friendly story? Yes, let's Please get right into it. call the club to confirm it is your man purse. <laughs> Would everyone like to see the man purse for those of you who listen to Maddie uh, and Nick? Yeah, all right. It is a man it, purse. It's not a wallet. It's wa- a wallet. It's not a wallet. It's not a valise. It is a fucking purse. Oh. Look at the size of that thing. Please call the club to confirm it is your man purse. It's like a You were pointing at the hog? I'm going to come in. Okay, I have in my pocket right here, um, this is a battery that will charge six iPhones. It is that large. Yeah, no, I know. Like, well, obviously I've been doing well since we got fired, guys. Um, and it is not as big as Maddie's wallet. This is a metaphor for me and Nick, by the way, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. Ladies, exactly. how are you? Actual size. Uh, and uh, mine's black, whoa. ironically. Now it's a party. What? All right. All right. Who's ready for a quick round of how come they got fired? <laughs> Nick, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's start the podcast uh, off, not just off the top well, of the head. Gotta, not let's do you the friendly. List. No, not because oh, yeah, even I made a list. list. Let's do the friendly story. Wow, it's like we haven't hey, missed a beat. Like we We're doing left. the same jazz. Wow. We are all over the place. We Ser- suck. Seriously, it is not ironic that they had our reunion not show outside of a marijuana dispensary. Yeah. We went from a multi-million dollar studio to a tent in a fucking pot <laughs> store. Seriously. <laughs> we're like, this is the saddest, like you could have the saddest wedding ever inside this tent. We are sandwiched between a fucking KFC Taco Bell, yeah. our friendlies in a Motel 6. This is the apex. I promised my mother before she died I would host the Oscars and instead I'm doing the Not Maddie and Nick reunion show off fucking Route 2 and Godner. <laughs> this and is... I couldn't be happier. I, I did it, Mom. We did it. This is like a sad reception tent and this is the head table of a worst gay wedding ever. Look at us. <laughs> All right, so we were just in friendlies, just to let you know that time is a flat circle and nothing changes. I haven't seen him in four months. I haven't seen you in a few Couple weeks. Couple weeks since that time you came over. We sit down to order. He did, he came over. We, well, yeah, what's we did. that? Didn't come all over my face, Ozzy Paul. Whoa, Jesus. Whoa. I, I know it's a podcast, but there's children. Are there? No, there's no okay, children. Okay, no, there's no children. Uh, and and Nick, so, sidebar, you... I've been spending so much time with mine. The other day, I drove really fast over a speed bump, and I'm doing a great job with my kids. Yeah. Um, I went over a speed bump way too fast, and from the back seat, I heard from the six-year-old, Thomas, the one who used to sing Seven Nation Army on the show all the time. Oh, yeah. Thomas yelled from the back seat, Wow, I felt that one right up my butthole, Dad. Yes! Do you think I'm ever... Well done, Stiz. Right. Uh, so if this comes out shitty, Dave, you can just slap it in and post. But this is, this is what happened. Uh, we were in Friendlies, 
And all of us ordered yes. like normal human well, adults. Yeah, and, and hi, Mick Kiderson over here, who obviously hit the dispensary hours before. <laughs> okay, Sits all right. down, and... He proceeds to basically harass poor... Uh, what was her name? Marcy. Let's just call Marcy. her Flo. Let's call her Flo. Marcy. Marcy. It was a diner. She called us sweetheart. I think it's better for poetic license if we call her Flo. Flo comes over uh, with Alice. Yep. And Mel's in the kitchen yelling out orders. Another timely, timely reference, reference by me. Wow. Thank you. Uh, and Stiz proceeds to go on this, as Nick said, uh, do you have a, a menu available in Chelsea? And he proceeds to order for like seven minutes. And we caught some of it on, on uh, here, here's Stiz trying to order at Friendly's. Yeah, yeah. I'll do Loaded? That. Yeah. All right. Do you want anything to dip with the buffalo? Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the white stuff that comes with buffalo? We could do ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the white stuff is. What's the white stuff that comes with buffalo? Is it a male buffalo? And she said ranch, and oh, I thought gosh. ranch is disgusting, so I was like, no, no, not that stuff. What's the other stuff? And the other stuff was blue cheese. That went on for nine minutes. It did go on for a long... I may or may not have smoked on my way up here, and there were a lot of choices, and I didn't know if I wanted toast or home fries. And then there was like a munchie sampler that had like a few of my favorites. So we went with the munchie sampler. I think uh, Greg Hill has built a career on good decisions, but his most recent decision to hire you as an AP yes. might be the start of his downfall. But it was, you know what was so great about it, though, was that Stiz just picked up where Stiz left mm -hmm. off in my mind. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. any given day, he would say things that I was like, oh, I need UN headphones to understand this because I don't speak Chelsea. <laughs> uh, being high as a kite and coming in and ordering waffle fries for breakfast at 11.43 in the morning. Like, I understand that. That's totally Stiz. One of the last people who still has a styrofoam cold cup because he fucking hates Mother Earth. <laughs> no, you know what? This is a true story. I used to be so against the styrofoam hot cup and so my friends would get coffee with a hot cup, and I'd be like, yo, you're such a loser. Like, only, you know, men drink their, uh, their coffee without hot cups. But what I found out when I got the new car is the condensation on the cup gets all over your middle console. And so now I keep a collection of hot cups so the condensation doesn't ruin my, and, my middle And point. women bones. <laughs> wow. Hold on a second. Well, let me just take my glasses off. Is that is that Bill Nye, the science guy oh over there, Oh, my Maddie? God. Does no one else wow. agree with me? Is oh that Chelsea God. deGrasse Tyson? Wow, that got pretty heavy. Chelsea deGrasse Tyson. The guy Tyson. who collects toenails in a jar is worried the condensation is going to get in the inside of his fucking cup holder. I stopped doing that. I don't collect the toenails anymore. Well, that's a step up. Unless uh, it's really big. Oh, my God. This just hit me. We got brought into Boston, plucked from two different jobs that we both had where we were perfectly comfortable and reasonably successful, and we started a radio show in Market 10, according to Nielsen Metrics, in one of the most difficult and loyal markets in the entire world of broadcast, and the person they gave us to produce the radio show had never produced a show before yeah. and keeps toenails in a jar. <laughs> How did we last two years? It's a recipe for success, Nick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, Stiz Grimey. I love you. Stiz is the best. Um, so, how did it happen? All right. Let's right. talk about that. Yeah, so... I, we, we honestly Jan have not talked about Jan this no, we never did. since it happened. January I mean, we went 11th. Out, we went out to... We uh, went, yeah, we met up after. We met up after, literally, right after they said hit the bricks. We went to... What's the place called? Flatbread Brighton. Yep. But that was like post, me like minutes after it yeah, happened, yeah. going for a beer. So we haven't talked uh, at any length about what we felt. Great about story. Later. Kick rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, please tell me, by the way, audience. Please tell me 
we this this may happen again. We could live on somewhere else. Who knows? Or it could be the final time we all get together. So appreciate every please. Oh God. But please tell me that some of you can keep the legacy going by incorporating or stealing or whenever someone bores the shit out of you with a story. Great story. Inter thank Kick you. Rock. Please. Rocks. Please. Yeah. Good. Thank you. So do I. God bless you. You know what's great is someone when someone gets a great stories you back. Like I do it to Yoko all the time, and mm -hmm. she'll chamber a great story for a time that I actually want to say something. Right. So I think I'm I'm, I'm all clever for great storying her, and they'll be like, "Honey, did you put this like great story?" I'm like, "Ah, curse you, Nick Stevens and great story." Um. So yeah. So we pull in now. It was Friday, January 11th, 2019. Okay. And I was coming in hot to the show like I was going to be there maybe 10 minutes before we started because I was trading in my car for because it was my Honda Accord was about to explode and I was trading it in for uh, my new sex mobile 2014 white Honda CRV <laughs> ladies ladies CRV stands for coitus rejection vehicle haven't had sex since wow. I got it wow oh, it's great at Costco hashtag kill me so um I had been telling the guys, like, my car is going to explode, and I got to get this someplace soon so I can get some trade-in value, and I probably need to get something sensible since I'm in the double car seat phase of my miserable existence. And I kept joking, like, watch. The day I get a new car, we'll get fired. I he signed the that. papers yeah, at Honda cars, of, <laughs> Honda cars of Boston in Everett, which is where I also uh, got double HIV that day. What? Uh, Whoa. Well, you drive into Everett and you just, it's the Walking Dead. So I was right. <laughs> Nick uh, has full blown AIDS. Exactly. Uh, no. So I go there, had an awesome experience. I drive back and I'm like, oh, I finally made this sound decision. We're going to do this. The guy's got me set. I'm going to pull in. We're going to do the show, rock it out. I get in there and I get in at 2.58 and I walk by and Maddie is sitting in the office with our new program director who was great to us, who we love. And the market manager. The market manager is the guy who manages all the radio stations, AAF, WEEI. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Oh, our, our contract is up. Oh, my God. I just got the car. I put the backpack <laughs> down. I walk in. And the first thing I said when I walked into the office was, oh, my God, it's happening. I just got the car. And the market manager says, yeah, guys, this isn't a good day. And I started just, and I started just laughing. Just yeah. laughing, just like a joker, sort of like, you want to know how I got these scars? I just started laughing because I couldn't control it. I was like, oh my God, I, this is actually happening. Yeah, it's a weird thing because um, I think, you know, I think ideally, look, Nick, n neither Nick or I were looking for this opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, we we're both doing our thing and both comfortable in our living, but no matter what you do for a living, like if, if you're a whatever, a plumber, and someone said to you, hey, I got another gig for you plumbing, uh, and by the way, you don't have to quit your other one, and you'll make like twice what you're making now. We'll make accommodations so you can do both. You wanna do it? Who wouldn't say yes? And that's what we did. Um, so everything was good intentions. Everybody had good intentions for it. And I, I, I will say this. I think this. we would have, I think we would have succeeded uh, had had we fully committed to it being a talk show uh, on, on a station, a station, it could be any station. He can, he can say this, by the way. Our severance ran out yesterday, so we're now, 
So if we want, if I want to say WAF, we are all fucked. I can now because <laughs> they're not paying me anymore. Uh, it's just, it's just, you know, everyone had good intentions. And don't um, worry, Stiz. No, we're all I'm, good. I'm, I'm Gucci. I think we should. I mean, and and, and the truth of the matter, I got not a bad word to say about anyone there. And the truth of the matter is, at the beginning, they had said to us, like, you know. Go wild, have fun, and there really wasn't a lot of songs that we had to play. Nope. And then what happened, I think, was when the first, when the first ratings came back and they were a little lower, the company panicked and was like, "Now you got to play eight songs an hour." And it right. was, and, and it was super hard because I would literally tell these guys we would be coming in, you know, from a commercial or a song, and I would be like, "All right, you got 60 seconds," like literally. Well, again, I think I think it's just a mismatch. Of the, here, here's how it all. If when you know how it happened organically, I think it, it paints a picture of why in the end it didn't work. There is that um, they wanted to bring a larger audience into the station, and they Correct. wanted to make it a talk show. So again, they had the right guys, and everyone had good intentions. It wasn't like they're like, let's hire these guys for two years and fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, everyone had good intentions. But Does anyone know how we can light four hundred eighty-three thousand dollars on fire over the next two years? <laughs> I know. Let's get Stiz, Maddie, Nick, and a couple other jabronis, and we'll just have them sit in the studio all day long and talk about Maddie Schlong. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I think it's two different things. If you listen to it now, and, and, and both are valid. You know, a talk show built on huge personalities is a great thing. A music show built on tightness and get to the break and plug the contest and move to the next song is a great thing. Right. But they are two different things. And, and we, we did not walk in with that skill set. Right. We were hired to do the, the former. Let's make this a big Opie and Anthony type personality driven like the old days. Like Ron Valeri had this vision. Phil Zachary had this vision. Like let's blow it up. Let's, let's get into the 21st century and make mm -hmm. it a big personality driven afternoon show. We were like, we're the guys. We're on board. And then Stiz is right. Slowly, it was like, uh, I got to add five more songs. Uh, I got to play more Metallica. Uh, I got to play. And we're just like, that's not what we do. No, and not no, to, no and anger, but just like, of course not. we are. And not to be lost on the narrative as well was the fact that we were hired. And in the time from when they thought about bringing in some personalities, decided not to go with more accomplished shows in smaller markets or in other regions, they took a chance on two guys who they love the personality of who they weren't sure what the chemistry would be like, which we developed pretty quickly because we, like we would say on the air all the time, we were friends auditioning for and performing in New York and we would always say, hey, we'd love to get together and do something someday. And so when Maddie texted me one day and said, would you be into this? The answer was hells and yes and let's do it yesterday. Now we get there and the, our former program director, Ron, had this idea um, that maybe they should slowly fold us into the into the batter slowly like do some nights and weekends hey here's some new personalities that'll be kicking around the station because he really wanted to try and grow and shepherd the show yeah which he's but done before with there was a mandate to get a new show on the air asa mfp so we got thrown to the wolves with no announcement on a heritage rock station with a very loyal audience on the same day they took down or rather sold off the other tower that became 97.7, uh, what do they call yeah. it, Hot F? 97.7. Uh, it became the R&B station. The R&B station, Hot which is a great radio station. It is good, yeah. So we were in the middle, this confluence, uh, this perfect storm of all this stuff going on, and with the audience very angry about the change and being upset and losing the signal, that made us, to be honest, two performer people pleasers who were like, if the like. If the audience gets angry, we're not gonna like tell the audience "f you." We're just gonna try that much harder to make you happier when you mm. over. Some of the audience, 
kept saying like, these guys are tryhards. They're trying too hard. And then we got that feedback internally from people. Like, sounds like you guys are trying too hard. Like, just relax. Like, you guys relax. Because when you're in there and you got text, hate storm on the text machine, and then your own personal Facebook page is all these people who have friend requested you just so they can tell you like, you suck, you ruined my afternoons. <laughs> I posted a picture of my pregnant wife on Easter 2017 and some asshole literally wrote like, Oh, uh, man, he's going to have a great life. Too bad his dad's going to be unemployed. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, look, Sick I thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. Mother, <laughs> mother, puss bucket. Because <clears throat> he's a jerk. Exactly, Nobody my cares. Francesca. But <laughs> yeah, and that's what he cares. That was the eye-opener. Okay, give away these tickets. That's the hard thing, too, fun. is that in our defense, uh, where you could hear us, like here, Worcester, Metro West, we were number one with a bullet. Guess uh, who beat Felger and Maz several books in a row in Worcester and in the area where you could hear WAF? But they, they, and then they took away that 97.7. Again, that was a corporate decision right before they hired us. On the day we started, we lost that tower, but we were still judged on Boston ratings. So that's the thing that's frustrating is that maybe had that been different um, and maybe, or had that been addressed somehow, I think we, I think we would have won in the long run. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. I think if they gave us one more half year, if they gave us six yeah. more months, yeah. uh, I think if they just gave us another half year, we would have finally rounded the corner, and some people would have just said, all right, I'll wash my hands. I can't. I don't do this in the afternoon. You could feel it building. But the new, it was the, building. A lot of new, younger voices, a lot of new people were tuning in, and there was, a lot of, there was much more internet positivity about the show, and I think we just kind of got freaks and geeked, if you know what I mean. Like, we were just... Completely weird, totally different, and we got canceled after one season, two years, if you will. And that show lives on as a show that was canceled far too soon that is an amazing 19 episodes of television. And it, it, it is a shame, too, because the, what we evolved into, I think, was kind of what we had always wanted. Yeah. A just completely rule-free funhouse, uh, an open kitchen concept, crazy place where any sort of story, be it prepared about the news cycle or personal right. from playing Stiz's Instagram stories, which are some of the most true comedy gold on planet Earth, right. to hearing about Maddie and his golf net and troubles with Max, to me talking about Pregostine and everything going on at my two-kid chicken pox farm. It, it was, I, I felt like we were establishing something. I felt like we were doing something different. And sometimes different will work for you, and sometimes it's going to hurt you. Nick, that was beautifully said, but could you hold on? i got to play... Uh Ain't nothing but a good time. Yeah, sorry. All right. No, and now, know, guys, you know, war pigs. You know what we got to do, actually, right now? What? Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you had a chamber. Nick, uh, while, he, while he gets his I'll technical. I'll bitch. All right. <laughs> uh, we will do that in a second. Nick, I want to ask you off the tail. Uh, after he, oh, and by the way, what I was going to say earlier, too, is that another thing to keep in mind is, like, this wasn't a thing where they posted a job for afternoon guys. I was living at home for a year. And what was happening was Ron Valeri and I had always stayed in touch. He was the PD. He ended up retiring during about a year into our show. Wonder why. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he and I always stayed in touch. And one day he liked one of my pictures. And as I remembered, he's like, hey, are you home? Like, do you live at home? And I sent him an email like, yeah, I'm home. Uh, I'm around. And he immediately was like, let's have lunch. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Why does he want to have lunch? You know. Mm -hmm. So he had this vision kind of like just... And I don't know who else. I don't know if it came from him or whatever. But he had this vision. We had lunch, and he was like... A lot of people eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we did it. And then, of course, I immediately thought of you and called you. And, um, but I want to ask you, Nick, off the, off the heels of it, because I haven't even asked you this. What's your life been like since... What date was it? The, what, mm -hmm. January? The 11th. Yeah, January 11th. January 11th. Well, I mean, like, you know, you could ask any of 
the ashen figures standing in Pompeii just outside Vesuvius what their life has been like since the volcano erupted, <laughs> but they're not going to say much because they're dead. Yeah, true. Both inside and out. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Pretty much just that. No, sure. uh, it's been a struggle at times. I will never, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, trade back a minute or a second of all the extra time that I've got, that I've uh, been able to spend with the kids. Mm. Uh, my wife has worked more since then. I've been sort of caught between trying to figure out like, can we stay in Boston now, now that we sold off our life out in New York City and make mm. this work up here, or are we gonna have to split the difference between the two? That's the D. That's right. That's the D, That's the D. And no, no, I'm, I'm not sorry. gonna get that chant going. Uh, but I will say that the, that's the, that's the ultimate highlight, but it also didn't suck to get fired and then a week later fall into the arms of the Patriots and get to work for them for True. a couple of weeks. That was yeah, awesome. Right. Go to, and then be hired by the team and go down to Atlanta and go to my first Super Bowl and then host the send-off rally at the stadium for 35,000 people. And I'll tell you this. I'm so grateful to this job, not only for the abilities that it's given us just uh, in any form of entertainment, I was so ready for whatever came that day, came my way that day, because I was told you're going to do about five to eight minutes in total over the course of the hour-long program at Gillette. They had us fill for time three times. I ended up doing somewhere between 35 and 40 minutes on stage, and I basically just had to keep pulling from videos I made, or I kept trying to remember tweets or sports reports. What's a thread I can throw out to the audience? What's a joke about the Rams I could make? What's mm. something else I could do about the Pats? So this show had me ready for, you're going to do five minutes. It ended up being 35 to 40 minutes on stage yeah. in front of 35,000 people, and, uh, which is like our daily audience. And it, <laughs> felt, and it felt awesome. And so did the rally in Atlanta. And then I got to ride a duck boat. And that was the coolest thing. That's I, incredible. You, you, you haven't lived until you have caught... A screaming 16-ounce PBR thrown at you by some college bro, and you catch it just like the friggin' lady of the lake who throws you the sword, and you catch Excalibur, except this time you can crack open Excalibur and just pour it all over your face <laughs> like you're a Gronkowski. Ew. Wait a minute, can I ask, did you, uh... No! Did you find <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Did you finally get to meet Tom? Ah, no. No, I've met many more Patriots, other people in the organization, Sidebar to this, a lot of them used to give me guff online, Fitzy, you're a hack, you suck, all that shticky comedy. After I did the 35, 40 minutes on stage, all of these beat writers, reporters, whatever, came up to me afterwards and they were just like, dude, that's hard shit. Good yeah. work. Way to go. So, yeah. yeah. And well, it, the nice thing cool, is I've boring story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've turned it into no work since, so obviously I've done an amazing job. There was job. a little bit of... Um, Look, I have nothing but good feelings towards everyone. I have, no, I honestly don't. I have, I have no bitter feelings. Everyone had good intentions, but there, I got to admit to cop to a little bit of what's the German word when you uh, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, like, or maybe that's the wrong, even the wrong word. But when days after us getting fired, <laughs> you yep. being on stage at Gillette, entertaining the right. thousands of people, I was kind of like, yeah. yeah, good call, good Intercom, job. good call. You yeah. fired the right guy. He's freaking at Gillette Stadium. Well, you know, so well, how you know how. That's okay. To, I know. To, I to know. each his own. It was it was nice. It cushioned the landing. Yeah. And made things a little easier. So yeah, yeah. I enjoy I enjoyed the hell out of it. But Stiz, to your question, back a second ago, where I was as far away from Brady as that speaker there. So maybe like 10, yeah. 12 feet. He is super thin. Is he? Yeah, yeah he is. He's handsome as hell. Yeah, oh, the second cute. you he's... step near him, you're just like, oh my God. Oh, my pants are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
it goes it goes six to midnight fast whenever Brady is Brady is around. But yeah, he is real thin, Mm. super 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 thin, dude. Um, I also went to the after party uh, after the Super Bowl and watching Mr. Kraft on stage with Snoop Dogg. I just like nothing that has happened since then. Yeah, has surprised me in the least. Why has he been in the news? No, not Not at all. Nothing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, good, man. Yeah, ups and downs, good and bad. How about you? Uh, well, I don't know. I I was uh, I immediately kind of ran back into the warm cocoon of of Oak Island. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it was like a place that I'm very valued and treated right and loved. And mm-hmm. so you know what I mean? Um, I immediately just probably to a fault put all my effort into that and didn't really deal with the fact that something that we had worked very hard on for two years of my life right. was just gone. So I kind of probably was being insincere and a little bit just going like, it's fine, it's fine, I got Oak Island, it's fine, I got my voiceover, that's fine. I, you know, And I was okay, I was financially okay, but I, it took a few weeks for me to kind of go like, oh, this sucks, man. Yeah, we're, you're, who in this room, who anywhere wouldn't have a reaction Kind of like Ben Stiller after finding out Mary had chosen Brett Favre, and try to like tell her to her face like, "Yeah, it's gonna be fine," and then just walk down the street going, uh, "Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah." And and that Mary didn't come back this time. Like super, super um, hard work with it felt like not much to show for it in the end, although there was, and which we can get into later, I guess. And then Ronnie and I, Ronnie LeBlanc and I, actually mm-hmm. got unexpectedly approached by a. New York City-based production company that makes television, mm-hmm. and we were suddenly with our Monsterland podcast, literally in the at the top echelon of, of two major cable networks to to have, make it a television show. So I went from like nothing to do, to like right. holy shit, we're gonna have a show on cable. You do know you I mean? have a problem? Now is probably the best time to tell you. Yes. Do you have any idea how much it cost me to convince those producers to take that <laughs> meeting with you? Oh my God! No wonder well, why I'm in the poorhouse now. Save me. Uh, so that kept me busy, and then as you said, a lot of time with Max. And then I've kind of got this little side thing that's been kind of mm-hmm. developing. Meth, uh, her, meth her, and name, her name is uh, <laughs> Meth and the Bago. Her name is Portia. Yep, she works in Worcester as a dancer. Uh, no, she. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's going out and speaking about Oak Island, these different places. So that's been keeping me busy. Oh, so, are you for hire, Maddie? I am. <laughs> Half uh, boring. We'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Stiz? Oh, I went on unemployment. All right, great story. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, and then right back into the arms of the enemy, mother Let's bugger. move on. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, I'm as back you on should. the morning show. Awesome, awesome, awesome. One of our, no, but honestly, an immediate concern in, uh, I will say, in our defense, because we had both a fraternal and paternal relationship with Stiz, because, you know, we became a family fast. Yeah, we really In a did. lot of ways, just like, like, we had that survivor mentality, like, wow, the three of us are in this lifeboat. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm here to tell you about an affliction that affects millions of Americans every year. It's growing and there's no end in sight. I'm talking, of course, about podcast envy. Hi, I'm George. I suffered from podcast envy. Sure, I had a podcast, but it wasn't the biggest deal. It was just insignificant compared to other podcasts. I felt so inadequate. Hi, I'm Buck. I felt myself consistently looking at other podcasts. They seemed so massive. My friends and I were finally able to conquer podcast envy when I found the Boston Podcast Network. They gave us a new podcast, a mighty powerful one too. They even gave it a name. 
Shawshanked. We finally had a podcast. One we could hold up high and be proud of. We were now able to whip out our podcast and expose it publicly. Thousands of people received our podcast on the internet on pod617.com. Some enjoy our podcast in bits and spurts. Many prefer to swallow it whole. Either way, don't wait any longer. Please act now. End your own podcast envy. Go to pod617.com and take hold of your own podcast. Find our podcast Shawshank. See if you can handle it. Don't be ashamed of your little podcast. Get a big one at pod617.com. Thousands of people received our podcast, spraying it all over their Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Christ. I'm sorry. I'm watching Ozzy Paul put tube steak in his, down his throat, and I, I, as I'm trying to take you seriously, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be the same for some time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking to you, and meanwhile, he is just like... He's de- Nina Hartleying <laughs> yes. that hot dog. He's like, oh. deep throating a uh, tube steak in front of me, and it's all right. Oh, okay. American now he's. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Family, you were saying? No, let me get back onto a serious note after we made jokes about Aussie Paul completely just <laughs> behind the green dooring a Fenway Frank next to me. Uh, timely reference. Yeah. Uh, no, but like we were all concerned, like, well, don't take this out on Stiz. Obviously, you'll probably have to let him go that day as well, which they did, but. In a few weeks, they brought him back in, and there was a, a warm spot back at Hillman. So we were both relieved that yeah. you'd be taken care of because and that, and you know we I both knew you where you were going to end up on the side of a hood milk carton. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the first thing I said, Nick. Do yeah. you remember? I was like, take care of Stiz. I don't care what happens. Take care of Stiz. And by that, I meant get him out. The Kill, him. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. Take care. <laughs> Kill him. Yeah. Kill him. No, it's true. Like, we really did all become, like, you know, really close. Oh, no. You're like, we were like. Want to make out? Yeah, no, well, seriously, they did. The first thing they did was they were like, yo, make sure that you take care of Stiz, and uh, Entercom did. And no one and no one at that company, like, no, there's no, there really isn't any hard feelings between anyone. It's just no. for whatever reason, it didn't work. And, and I, lo- uh, I loved, I, I, listen. And who knows, like, who knows what the future brings? Like, that's what I keep saying. Who well, and, and this is the thing, happen? like, like a guy like, That's okay. some deep, you should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. What was that's it? Wait, wait, what was it? Who future brings when? Yes, what? exactly. No, I like future. Okay, um, but like Joe Calgaro is the PD that came in and replaced Ron Valeri after I don't know it was a month and a half or so. They were two, no, no. It was he a came. Long yeah, time. he started working there in October, so we knew him for just over two months, and then sadly he was given the responsibility of swinging Ned right. Stark's sword. And I, I that, that that's the first thing I said. I said second was take care of Stiz. The first thing I said to Joe was, "Is this really your management style, or were you just doing this because you know we were gone?" In other words. He was completely hands-off, completely cool. cool, just like, you guys are great, I get what you're doing, keep going. And he said, no, I honestly didn't know, this is how I roll. I'm like, then I would have, Nick and I would have crawled through glass for you. I wish we could have worked for you, and I meant it. I, I would have loved to work with him, he's such a cool guy. Good guy. And Mark Hannon, the market manager, I love. Um, mm-hmm. It's, again, not personal, it's Good just, people. you know, when you're spending that amount of money on a show that's still being judged by Boston ratings with no Boston Tower, and it's doing like average, if I'm an owner of a company, I'll be like, well, I can pay a quarter of that, less than half that, get about and get the same, the same numbers. Right, right. It's, it's simple it's math. It's tough. It is a, it's a seemingly unwinnable situation, but we're all alive. We're here. We have amazing memories. A thousand drops. Yeah. Uh, and a, a miniature version of the show that we've prepared for you today. We're going to yeah. do the show as if it were actually Saturday and we were on the air. Mm-hmm. Nothing will be different. 
We have actual call. We literally brought in Ozzy Paul, JD3, and everyone else because we want to have you guys participate like your actual callers here on the show. So let's just pretend that the phone lines are open right now. Does anyone have any questions? A little Q&A. A little Does Q&A. the Maddie and Nick Q&A? Any questions? Any questions about anything going on? Oh, Ozzy Paul. Hold Ozzy on. Paul. Give him the mic, Stiz. Hold on. It's not going to reach. Oh, it's not going to reach. Come oh, over man. here. Oh, okay. He's got it. He's got it. Maddie, question for you. Yes, Ozzy Paul. Why oh, don't you go to Sam State and do a show there? Why don't I go? Let me translate. I have the Ozzy Paul translator here. Hold on. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. Hello, Matthew. Why don't you go to Salem State, the university you attended, and do a show there? That's a great idea, Ozzy Paul. You know, um, I'm walking to get my diploma in I about remember. a month. Be thanks That's to amazing. Stiz Grimy. I remember. You, Stiz brought in uh, the dean of students to give you president. The, uh, the president of students to bring you a posthumous diploma. President of the university. Uh, yes, the university, and to offer you a chance Dean to Warmer. walk. Um, and he gave me a bucket of steak tips. I knew you were <laughs> I got a college diploma. Nick got some meat. I tried so hard, so I got I got the president of Salem State. Maddie had always said, like, oh, Could I'm you so... not do the show with your fucking mouth full? <laughs> Nothing's Every changed. day. Every day. We are, you're a broadcast professional. I don't know where the my next mail re- is coming from. To, no, to honestly, be, to you, you have no idea what it's like to be trying to produce a radio show in a competitive market knowing your job could be cut any day. And across from you, you're just downdraft of like new, like Marlboro Reds and like Blue Diamond Almonds. And he's enjoying both at the same time. And you're like, how, how, how? Yo, I got to talk on the microphone to millions of people. Here. <laughs> you, know what makes, you know what makes for great enunciation on the radio? A fluffernutter. Fluffernutter's a bomb. <laughs> but so, Maddie had always said, uh, you know, my, my biggest regret is not uh, graduating from Salem State. I, I almost had enough. I had enough credits, but something yeah. happened and whatever, whatever. So I lined that up for him. I knew it was going to be great. I knew Maddie's a little bitch and he was going to cry. <laughs> so... So I knew it was going to make for great radio, right? So now Hashtag I have this big only. thing. I have this big thing for Maddie for Christmas, right? And I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do for Nick? I got to do something. Like, you can't have that for Maddie enough for Nick. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Tom Brady, right? I'm going to get Tom Brady he to tried. just call. He tried. And, 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 like, wish Nick Merry Christmas. I find, you know, like, the big PR person for the Patriots. And I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, I work for the Maddie and Nick show. Fitzy actually works for you guys. He's, like, a huge fan. Listen, can Tom Brady just call in for five seconds? Even leave a message on our GRV and just say Merry Christmas. And they said no. Not gonna and, happen. And then I and then I yeah, tried. That's not uh, I tried for two other that people. Was the quote, not I tried happen. John Carpenter and Mark Hamill, and they both said no. So I got Nick a big bucket of raw meat, and I thought that would. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That. Nick Nick would lament all the time that like I got so my musical hero is Rich Robinson from the Black Crows, and I got him to play with his new band on the show. And Nick's always like, "Oh, get Maddie's guy." I'm like. Well, you got to lower the bar a little bit because my yeah. guy is Rich Robinson, not exactly A plus list. He wants Kurt Russell, Tom Brady. You got to you got to get like a B lister. I'll tell you, have you know, I would have been happy if Michael Dudikoff, who played American Ninja, came in the studio. We could have got him. Pulled down his pants and we could have penis whipped me for all. I we could have got I him. Been, I would have taken the Dudikoff. I don't care if the guy who played Jean Claude Van Damme's stunt double came in and did one of those pancake splits from Time Cop. That would have been fine for me as well. Should have just got the Naked Magicians again. Yeah, yeah that probably was the there. Naked Magicians. They were cute. I they mean, were. talented. Um, any other questions? Anyone? I'm coming. Maddie and Nick Q&A. <laughs> C-O-M-I-N-G. Yet. Wow. Any uh, questions? Any Maddie here? and Nick questions? We'll do a nice Q&A. No, yeah, everyone, everyone. Oh, oh yeah, sir. Uh, What's hold up, on. Buddy? Hold on. we got to give you microphones. We're recording this. If you would, sir, please. Thank you. I just want to know what brought you guys here today. Like what? 
Well, uh, why? Uh, money. Great question. Money. Yeah. Uh huh. A check. Two checks. Two checks paid for by you by you people on the pot. Uh, Ronnie LeBlanc, who I do the Monsterland podcast Ronnie. with, is actually the director of marketing here. Is that the official title? He's a director of marketing, and so he, he brought it to the people and said, listen, these guys have been talking about doing a reunion podcast, a one-time-only event. Let's have it here. And they said, all right. And uh, so here we are. So that's how that happened. We, and we had said we wanted to get together in some way, shape, or form and do a live show, a podcast, something once the contractually obligated time period where we didn't talk about the show or the company or anything else. Came, and it literally, that agreement ended yesterday so this actually being today and also a promotion for the beautiful people here at beautiful beautiful people here at sanctuary medicinals kind of worked out perfectly i would say what was the uh, mel gibson quote braveheart freedom i believe yes ronnie that's actually an accidental segue uh into maybe a, a, a quick talk with with your your friend yeah want to wanna... grab him okay um Go grab, gonna, go grab that guy. We're going to talk weed for just about two minutes. But let's take uh, a minute also while we're here to mm -hmm. catch up with everyone's favorite listener, uh, Ozzy Paul. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy, so uh, we've never had a chance to really interv interview you because we would say things into the phone and then you would just... Yeah. Rah, 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 yeah. rah. And would, quite frankly, we're scared of you. Right. You would Australian hamburglar... <laughs> Australia, why don't you call actually so you'd be less disciple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as a P1 to the show and as one of our favorite friends and listeners... Uh, what? How did you find out the show got canceled? How? Uh, how'd you feel? And uh, I don't know other shit. <laughs> First of all, give these guys a big hand. Thank oh, you, Ozzy Paul. Oh, Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Now get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, I heard on the radio on the Monday after you got fired, and I'm going, what the fuck? Seriously, you guys, the three guys, ever worked for you in the afternoons? The funniest shit on radio. Seriously, in Thank any you. market. Thank you, man. You know, and basically. I hate these guys sometimes. Double secret probation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I put him on deep, double secret probation because he called into the Hillman show. No. Or something. Men's what was room. it? Men's room. Oh, the men's room. <laughs> Even worse. Oh, take thee to a whore de-lousing. Oh. Go get a talcum bath, you filthy. You know the what's a funny? Men's room. Can we tell this story now? Are they still on? Are they still on? Yeah, uh, they are. Are they? Oh, all right. Yeah, give me the men's room. <laughs> alongside <laughs> Toilet John. Where's the best Fly place you made Whoopi? Call now. Oh, I, uh, I'll wait till the next podcast to tell that story. Call um, in right now, 877-BARF-BARF, and tell us about that time you barfed on your barf. <laughs> Guys, if you could be more like that. Um, Have you guys ever been driving someplace and you're like, holy shit, I'm actually moving without touching anything? Me too. 877-BARF-BARF. Call in now and tell us about it. Um, I'd like to bring up JD3 for a second, if we could, since we're talking to super fans. JD3, could you come up here? Do you mind, buddy? Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, John Daly III. JD3. JD3, one of the most styling cats these eyes have ever laid themselves upon. A great fan and friend of the show, person who probably writes all the nicest things. I think you just you undo all the negative mm. that hate that stormed down on us every time. Uh, and you've been a great pal. What have you been up to, and how's life? Well, I'm intoxicated anytime I'm not at work. So anything I write, <laughs> it's I have a reason for that. But, uh, that's it. Work. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy you guys are here. Thrilled, Stiz, Maddie. JD, you told me one time in your truck, like. Listening to us, like when you first heard us, you were like, "What the?" F and at then, first, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. "Like, what is this? This has yeah. been, you know, thrown upon us." Like yeah. you said, 
it reminded me, after a, a week or two, it started reminding me of me and a buddy of mine just sitting around, mm. goofing off, having our inside mm. jokes with each other, and you know, and like, you guys are cracking yourselves up. Yeah. Which is, that's how you're gonna make us laugh, you know? And, Thanks, it, and, it, and it really, it really, I was like, this is, this is speaking to me. Right. Personally, you know, as goofy as that sounds, but you know, it became mine. You know, you can't take this away from me. This is this is for me right now. These four hours for me, and you know, and it was it was it was special. Awesome. Great and story. That, thank you. <laughs> I think I'm gonna cry. But that's all we that's all we ever wanted. I mean, like sitting yeah, around our mission and having right all there. of us thinking about vomiting because Maddie would be talking about his love of Blackhawks. What? Uh, well, how about, you're a huge fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, the hockey club. Uh, uh, but just whatever it was, like that's what we wanted. We wanted the audience to be able to take ownership of these things. It was supposed to just be dicking around, play, like how you talk when you're high playing video games with your friends, how you're talking when it's dark night and you're banging back some beers, how you talk when you're hanging with your buddies at a fantasy football draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wherever you are, we just wanted to be oddball, off the wall companions. And because like you said, you sort of understood the catchphrases and it became part of your routine. We wanted you to take ownership of it. So that, like, you, you got it, man. We just needed 25,000 more of you. Yeah. We were getting Swallow there. those Blackhawks! <laughs> Thank you, JD3. We love you. Oh, yeah, JD's got a question. Question from JD3. Q&A. Matty and Nick, Q&A. Here we go. Has anyone heard from the Proctor Allen questions of Project Allen. of Same? Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we had an associate producer. One of our associate producers administered a game show every week. Uh, and we call it the Alan Questions Project. <laughs> and let's and, let, and let's just describe Alan real quick. Yeah. Uh, he was, tw I want to say, 27 years old, looked like a 49-year-old man who had every edition of the funnies still tucked into yes. his vintage leather purse. Like uh, Steve Irwin yeah, meets... Yeah, but yet dressed like the crocodile hunter. Yeah, he wore like safari clothing for some reason. And he was only like 27 years old. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Good night for me is a bottle of rum and YouTube clips of Dick Cav. <laughs> he was such an odd, quirky, yeah, unique yeah, person and a such a smart dude, too. So we built, every time we had a producer who had uh, kind of weird affectations, we built games around them, and he was one of them. We, I haven't heard from him. He was also the voice of Santa Claus. He used to call yeah. the generic radio voicemail and be like, ho, ho, you sons of bitches. That was, uh, that was him most of the time. So I, I don't know where he is. He's no. good. He's good. I see he him. Is? Yeah, I see him on social media and stuff. He's good. I think right. he. Uh, Shout out to. He's doing something not radio, but uh, yeah, he's doing his thing. He's good. And Will uh, from Netflix and Will, one of our other associate producers, chimed in on social media and said, "Do you want an emergency Netflix and Will?" And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> what up, gangsters? From Pod617.com, it's Shawshanked, the podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Buck. Nick Stevens. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. Matty Blake. Come on, do it. Kill me. It's Georgie Kip. This movie has everything. Kiss masks. Lee Trevino. Shawshank. Movies that you get Shawshanked by. Shawshank. I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. Make sure to check for new episodes of Shawshank regularly at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. Good guy, though. The whole cast and crew, they were all great Thank guys. Thank you, JD3. We love you. And your lovely wife. Thank you. you. Wouldn't, I don't want to put you on the spot. You wouldn't give us a, a shower beers operatic, would you? Like you did that time on tape? Would you do that for she us? Is, Come on. No. Come on. No. She, Please. She good. She's good. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Make her do it. Make her do it. Do it. Do it. She's going to do it. Yes. Come on. Put her yes, on the yes, spot. Yes. Listen the to this. Girl. Listen to this. All right. Please. You. you 
Can you do it? And uh, Superfan Brian, it's great to see you again. Show everyone your Metallica tattoo, buddy. Show everyone your Metallica. He came to the Metallica uh, when we when we That's interviewed awesome. James Hetfield. So we appreciate you, Superfan support. We really do it. it. Like Nick said, it took away some of the. Brian, of the who's haters. holding your who's holding your place in line for Avengers Endgame while you're here? Cool. <laughs> hey, did you I was see? joking, but I think he actually is waiting in line to be first for Avengers Endgame. Did you see some of those opening night tickets are going for like thousands of dollars? You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, for opening night. Uh, can you great story yourself? Thank you. <laughs> great story. Uh, In time, us. you will learn what it's like to lose. Yes, Thanos, we did. It took two years at AAF. Once again, uh, thanks to Sanctuary Medicinals and to Pod 617. They're the reason we are here. David Yaz, again, thank you. Producer extraordinaire. You can check out Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. They have tons of podcasts to listen to. Shawshank, the movie review podcast that we do, Nick and I do. And then, of course, Monsterland I do with Ronnie LeBlanc, Paranormal. But joining us now from Sanctuary Medicinals, our real sponsor of this thing, the engine that made this possible, is Alex Hildreth. He's the lab director uh, here at Sanctuary. Alex, thanks for joining us. Um, Alex, so tell us basically... Like, I'm a neophyte when it comes to weed. I don't smoke it. I don't know anything about it. I smoked it once at Salem State with some of my basketball teammates, and they had rolled it in some sort of, uh, what the kids call it, oh, a blunt. Jesus. I believe a blunt. a blunt. And I, honest to God, spent the evening walking in circles, weeping. And, and I, all I could think of was the guy from Pink Floyd whose mind never was right again. I'm like, I'm never going to be okay again. I'm never going to be okay again. And like four teammates had to put me to bed and give me a shower and all this stuff. Um, so I know nothing about it. Tell me about what you guys do. Sure. <clears throat> um, well, in our lab, we're basically taking um, bud and also some trim, but pretty nice trim byproduct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, this is my kind too. of place. <laughs> oh, wait. What is it? Trim? And, uh, a, 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 does that mean marijuana? Trim. So, so you get the you get the finished buds. Okay. And you have to, there's, there's um, some people call them sugar leaves. It's okay. still really kefi on there, but smaller leaves you want to trim off so the bud itself looks really nice. So I call you a <laughs> All right. God. Uh, so we can, we can take that and we can take full buds and we will extract all the cannabinoids and the terpenes, other flavor compounds out of the bud. Okay. We use a hydrocarbon process. So that's uh, same butane propane, um, same stuff that's in your grill or in a lighter, but no odor to it. Okay. And um, if you put it under high pressure or lower the temperature, it turns into a liquid. And so you can just pass that through the plant material, and that's going to dissolve all your cannabinoids, your THCA, CBD, um, and then all your terpenes, the flavor compounds. We get all that out in a raw extract. And from there, we can further refine it. Um, we can either, we always, it's a process called de-waxing, so we're getting all the, the plant waxes, um, other junk from the, from the plant cells out of there, so that when we make something like a shatter, it's very, very clean, super clear. So you're getting the purest, yes. healthiest yes. version. Yes, and, and you can do a number of things with that. So we have our, we have shatter as a common extract product, and that's about as, you know, as full plant extract as you can get um, while still having a nice, clean, 
vaporizing product. And do, do you do you come up with like the the fun and funny names and things like that? Is that part of your job as well? Or are you yeah, just well, yeah, just out of um, we we've been coming up with a lot of names as well. Any new uh, fun things? You want we to have a about? few. So we have a few products that we have would be um, one is liquid shatter, and so that will make will make a shatter a high terpene content shatter, and then the shatter is called shatter because you snap it and it goes. And it breaks into small pieces because that's mostly between 73 and about 87% THCA, THC acid. So THC, free THC, is the um, compound that's going to actually get you high. Okay. But what's on the bud itself is THCA. So that's why if you take a full bud and you swallow the whole thing, so you run from the cops or something, not anymore, but <laughs> back in the day, then you wouldn't really get high from it. And Got it's it. because that was almost entirely THCA. Okay. And so if you apply a little heat to that, either from a lighter when you're smoking it, or in a vaporizer or anything like that, it's going to go through a process called decarboxylation. And that is taking um, this piece of the chemical called the carboxylic acid, that comes off as carbon dioxide. Okay. And then you're left with free THC that's gonna get you high. So, so what should I buy in there? What should you buy? Can you tell me that? <clears throat> All right. What's All right. the, what's cool, the best cool story, bro, but uh, what should we buy inside so we can strand? stop, end our existential dread and have an awesome Saturday? Yeah, what's the best strand in there that I should buy? The best strain, I know we've got some ET bananas if you want some bud that tested out at, I think, 31% THC. Okay. Um, if you want that real high THC, we got another product called uh, Space Dust, where um, basically I, I come from the world of chemistry, and so I use the same techniques that I'd use to purify any other compound to isolate THCA. So that is that'll come back anywhere between 98 and 99.8 percent THC. Wow! Wow! Uh, a couple questions from uh, just the general world of people who smoke a little every now and again and probably could use a few less IPAs and maybe a little more THC or CBD in their life. Uh, uh, sidebar real quick. I always thought THC stood for this, hel this helps comedy because it, you, see, you laugh when you... Never mind. Good story, Nick. Why'd you get fired? So, um, A... Uh, Tell us about how you guys develop these strains, and I would love to know like how you test them. Like I've been doing some work with some different breweries in the area, and I know like they know what they're doing with the different hops and uh, and the brew and whatever else, and then they'll test it, and it'll come out at like 5.8% ABV or 9%. And how do you guys know exactly how strong certain strains are going to be, and what to do in the growing process to figure out how strong something's going to be? Sure, um, that's definitely more of a question for Nick our uh, director of cultivation. Nick, but get over here, you crazy Come on over here, son Nick. of a gun. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick please welcome Sanders. the host of Last hey, Week Tonight. Here's uh, John What's-His-Face from Last Week Tonight. Nick Satmary, is that correct? John Oliver. John Oliver, everybody. Satmary. All right, so, yeah, how do you, yeah, so Nick, how do you go, Nick to Nick, how are you? I, yes. I met you at the, at the reunion. Uh, how do you guys go about figuring out how strong one will be versus how strong another one will be and developing exactly what it's going to do. Like, this one's going to get you head-to-toe crazier. This one is just going to be a nice, even, mellow yeah, pain like, reliever. I'm scared of it. I yeah, want, me, a, like, a too. weak, weak dose if I were to do weak it. Weak dose. So not many people want weak, weak doses anymore. I don't know what that says about you, but... Loser. Loser. <laughs> 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 says I'm a father. Oh, fair enough. Um, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know what yeah. that means. Sounds cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. It's <laughs> exactly what Yoko oh, Nick's says. got jokes. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying over here. Um, but as far as the flower goes, we are constantly breeding for new terpene profiles, cannabinoid profiles. So, you know, if it was popular enough where I had a bunch of dads come in and say, hey, I want weak stuff, well, I might make something that's really weak. Got it. Right? Yep. Um, but as far as all our genetics, so we have over 83 genetics that I'm playing with, they're cultivars, and terpenes, cannabinoids, the terpenes kind of have the entourage effect. So if you smoke some of Alex's space dust there, pure THCA, it's going to do one thing to every single person. You know, it might be a little bit different. Now, when you start adding in different terpenes to that, it's going to have different effects, like myrcene, found in hops, beer, it's kind of <laughs> chills you out. So I might breed something that has a lot of myrcene in it, and it's going to chill you out. Or limonene okay. is kind of uplifting. Citrus, lemon haze. We have a strain called lemon haze. And talk about like medically in terms, because you guys also do that, obviously. That's how you started, right? Yep, uh, helping people who actually yeah. need this. Talk, talk about that and, and how it's helped people's lives, because that's what I really find admirable is, is, is that. Oh, Maddie, thank you for your service. <laughs> well, know, uh, <laughs> so admirable. So, yeah, the medicinal factors of it, um, we did start off medicinally. And to be honest, when I first started, when we first started going, um, I have seen it help people here and there. Me, myself, I was like, oh, well, everybody's, you know, they're going to smoke it. They want to get high. Right? right, right. Till I went to our dispensary for the first time and saw everybody. They said, I can't believe what you're doing for me. Thank you. This is helping me with pain. This is helping me get off opiates. This is helping me eat again. This is helping me sleep. And I nearly lost it. And that was just Stiz that said all that to you, right? right? That was right. It's a beautiful story. That's, that's, but you. that's the desired effect. Like people managing their anxiety, people being able to sleep, people dealing with different conditions. Like my, my father-in-law had this disorder and it caused some skin lesions and he couldn't handle the pain. And then my brother-in-law brought back a pen from Los Angeles where it was much more readily available several years ago. And then all of a sudden he could sleep again. And he was able to manage the pain for a long time. And, you know, it makes a big difference in someone's life. Or if you're Stiz, you can just handle being from Chelsea. Yeah, it also <laughs> used to make our show funny. <laughs> wow. Great story. <laughs> uh, okay, CBD. It is literally everywhere. It is now to a point where I can't go to a gift shop, can't go to a liquor store, can't go anywhere, and there's not, like, CBD soap, CBD yes. candy, CBD... Uh, there was a, a juicery the other day I went to, and they had, like, CBD... Uh, a grocery store had CBD drinks. What is it, and why is it all the rage? Ah, cannabidiol now. So it's all the rage because it does help with a lot of things. Um, epilepsy was one it was found to, but the big rage on it is now it's produced from hemp. Hemp, mm. now federally legal you can get CBD across state lines. So as far as us in Massachusetts, I might produce hemp, but we can't sell it anywhere but our dispensing locations is, and other R&D licenses. But that's basically it. It's just really readily available. People are growing fields of it, um, and it is, it is good. It's very medicinal. Yeah. Awesome. And Alex, Nick, its effects are just what? Mellowing out motor mouths like myself, or just like bringing an easy, a calm, and a, it doesn't make you high, per se. No, no, it doesn't make you high. It definitely has a calming effect to a lot of people. Um, appetite helps some pe people with appetite. Um, like I said, epilepsy it was huge with that. Pain management, uh, inflammation. So inflammation is, is huge with CBD. So CBD solves a lot of people use. Um, but yeah, it is very popular to smoke, too. And uh, Nick, uh, 
give us you know the the deets on on where you're at how people can find you you know plug the business please as far as sanctuary goes yeah so as far as sanctuary goes feel free to reach out my number's posted everywhere you could always ask questions i'm open to talk about this all day long that's that open that's awesome. um but as far as us we're open here we're opening up in danvers Woburn. Um, wow. We are selling a lot of wholesale product to everybody. Um, so you'll find our product in a lot of dispensaries around the state. Awesome. Um, education, I believe, is the biggest thing. Great. So always reach out. And is, that like, right. is that like the, the game plan to, to one day not only have the dispensaries to go to be able to pull from the full bouquet of what you guys offer, but one day just be able to make my way into Whole Foods and get some overpriced frozen Atlantic salmon and maybe some uh, sanctuary medicinal uh, lollipops? <laughs> Potentially, so lollipops probably not. Can't do lollipops, but I see what you're saying. Um, one day, possibly. I think it might be more of a specialized thing. I don't know if Whole Foods is going to be buying much weed <laughs> anytime <laughs> never soon. Know. But you never tra- know. Uh, Jeff Bezos just took a 65 billion dollar hit. He'll do anything he can <laughs> yeah. to get his money back. Uh, Call me up, <laughs> Nick and Alex. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for medicinals. Awesome job, guys. And we can find we can follow you uh, on the socials at Sanctuary Medicinals. And it's sanctuarymedicinals.com? Yep. Awesome. Sanctuarymed.com. Sanctuarymedicinals.com is a porn site. Whole nother, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank wow. you guys very wow. much. Thanks Thank for having us. Nick Thank and Alex, everybody. Us. Wow, Nick, I got a uh, weed education there. Yes. Um, so you, have a, you had your weed horror story. Does anyone have an awesome or hilarious uh, weed success or weed horror story? It's 420 after Come all. Come on, guys. We it's 420. There's no, this is... This is Nick, a shame-free and judgment-free zone. Nick, didn't uh, our friend Kip, who's in that picture right there in the white hat, first and foremost, he does the Shawshank movie film uh, podcast with us. Didn't he have a horror story of, of weed? Ah, uh, he did, but then I remembered he works for uh, a federal company. Oh, probably you're right. Be, yes. Okay. So a he, friend of he, his got too friend high. Of, a friend of his definitely got yes. too high. Okay. Yes. Uh, I was high the other night for the first time in months, and I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how great it was. Oh, man. Everything. All I remember was the next morning waking up and looking at notes I had made of things that had made me laugh, and I saw on one, I was like, I, I looked at my phone, I was like, why do I need to go buy sneeze cream? <laughs> Damn it, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue, man. Honestly, like, sneeze cream? What the hell is sneeze cream? I quit drinking and smoking at the wrong time. <laughs> you guys are having a blast out there. Oh, but no, but I, I, it, was the, it, was, it was the best. I'm going to get into I some I kept sleep. telling you, man, I think marijuana is just so much better than alcohol. What about marijuana? <laughs> you think marijuana do, is better, but man. what about marijuana? Marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> But, but the edibles, man, some of the edibles are bad. I remember one night I was working, you know, we, we were still on. And See I you guys. Ate a, yeah. oh, I <laughs> Another happy customer. Um, and I ate an edible. And the thing with edibles is they don't, they don't kick in until you start talking shit about them. Like, ah, oh, these things are whack. And then it's, it's like, like, they know. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, like golf. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised we haven't brought up Tiger yet. But oh, it's, it's going to be in for you, but someone oh, okay. doesn't have the freaking drop but but uh so so the edibles kicked in and i got super paranoid and i started getting freaked out and i was like oh my god did i not reply to an email like maddie's gonna kill me nick's gonna be all upset oh wow dude, i was freaked out and i was like i am not eating edibles again wow edibles oh, oh my uh, Lord. david yes producer extraordinaire has a, a yes. weed story yes quick, david uh, go night- ahead buddy quick nightmare 
weed story. When I yes. was a teenager, I got stoned and, and watched with some friends the movie The Hitcher. Does anybody remember the movie sure. The Hitcher? Yes. The Rutger yes. Hauer movie where there's a, Terrifying. a thumb in the french fries. Yes. I immediately identified with the C. Thomas Howell character and was deeply troubled as to what was going to happen to him. And to this day, I cannot uh, see Rutger Hauer without uh, running away. So wow. was, don't, don't get stoned and watch The Hitcher. All right. Trust good, me. Th- good advice. That's good sound advice from our producer. Very sound advice. Spiritual guidance.